All right. Can you believe it, Four Oaks? Labor Day weekend, Friday, September 2nd. So glad that you have joined us here for the Four Oaks Pastoral Devotionals. We are right in the middle of something we call Romans Rewind. This is where we're taking 10 or 15 minutes each and every weekday morning to unpack a portion of God's Word. And for this season, we're running concurrently with our sermon series in the book of Romans. So we're just picking out themes, ideas, verses that maybe we don't have as much time to get into as we'd like on a, in a sermon. And we're unpacking it here and doing the application and those sorts of things. Well, what I want to use our time today for is to point us towards what we're going to be looking at this Sunday. And then the following week, some of the specific points that we're going to be um, um, unpacking together. You know, this week, we've talked all about assurance and how we're to think about salvation and works and what it means to persevere. And can you lose your salvation and, and all those kind of things? Well, the topic for this Sunday and next week is going to be um, not uncontroversial. Let's just put it that way. Um, let me read the passage for this coming Sunday, or at least a portion of it, and then tell you where we're going and get you to be thinking and praying about it just um, as sort of preparation for what's next. So we're to the end of Romans 11. It's verse 25. Paul's already been talking to us about the fact that um, ethnic Israel has not been forgotten, that God will remember his covenant promises, that um, they'll be grafted in at the end of time, a great influx of ethnic Jews along with the Gentiles. He's then exhorted the Gentiles towards a posture of humility and not pride and just how this then becomes a springboard to this idea of continuing in the kindness of God and persevering in faith. And at last, he gets to the end of Romans 11, and here's what Paul says. And he here he, he puts the focus squarely on the future of ethnic Israel. So let's look at verse 25, chapter 11 in Romans. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob, and this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. One of the thorniest, trickiest, um, most complex world geopolitical issues um, in our day and age is, of course, the nation of Israel in the land of Palestine. Um, you could say that in many ways, almost all current day Middle East, at least, wars, terrorist acts, um, um, Arab-Israeli conflict, all of this ultimately stems back to this small sliver 
of land in Palestine that comprises modern-day Israel. And of course, Jews, Christians, Muslim, all claim their heritage based upon the traditions and teachings and holy writings tied to this land. And so it's been a, um, it's been a religious um, issue. It's been a political issue. Um, wars, entire wars, conflicts have been fought over that piece of land. And we as Christians have to be thinking about what does that mean for us? What does it mean to think in a Christian way or from a Christian worldview about the nation of Israel? And understand that the way theologians, Bible scholars have answered this over the eras has, has been different, as you can imagine. Because the scriptures, um, there are certain things that the scriptures make clear, the other things that they do not. Um, and there's also just genuine disagreement about the things that scripture is ostensibly clear about. What, what, what does that mean? There's different interpretations. And what I want to do here, just in these few minutes we have, is to, is to get you thinking about this. And I don't think it's a peripheral question. I don't think it's an unimportant question. I don't think it's the most important question, but it's certainly, if we're, if we're called to take every thought captive, if we are called to, to think like Christians and to apply the word of God to every area of our lives and um, even to the political realm and governments and those sorts of things, then, then we need to have a solid biblical footing. And so here are some of the questions I think we need to wrestle with. Okay, number one, is Israel still God's chosen people? And if so, why? And if not, why not? That, that's one question. Another question, there's actually three questions, but you get what I'm saying, one question. Question number two, or second major category of question, does Israel have a divine right and claim to the promised land? Again, if so, why? If not, why not? Question number three, what are the implications for this, for the way Christians are to view and treat and interact with the modern nation state of Israel? And then finally, all of the Old Testament promises we have seen, we see in the Old Testament that have been directed towards the nation state of Old Testament Israel, how are those promises related or not related to modern day Israel or the future of modern day Israel? How or how not are they related to the church? Now, one of the things that we've really have endeavored to attempt to do um, at Four Oaks through our preaching and teaching is to major on the things that are that are the clearest from God's word. And so when we come to eschatology or the doctrine of the end times, there's a lot of perspectives, a lot of opinions, which is why our doctrinal statement um, doesn't take positions on all of those things that I just mentioned. It puts a stake in the ground on what we think are the most important things, which is the fact that Jesus is returning visibly to judge, as the old Apostles' Creed said, the, the, the living and the dead, the, the quick and the dead. The um, come come to rule in righteousness, Jesus will. Um, he will. There'll there'll be an inauguration of a new heavens and a new earth. There'll be um, an eternal um, conscious 
torment punishment of of hell for those who reject him. There'll be eternal life for those who believe. This victory is certain. This is our blessed hope. So these are all things that our doctrinal statement makes a very clear stand on. There's a whole host of other things that it doesn't because there's a variety of opinions and perspectives, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be interested in them. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't look to them and 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 look at them and examine them. We don't want them to be the most important thing, but anything the word of God speaks to, we want to to prioritize and learn. So in the same way, Romans 11:25, I think it does say certain things to those questions. It doesn't answer all those questions, but I think it gives us a pathway, a trajectory to to know um, where to begin and how to begin to think about these things. So I'm not going to answer any of those today. You'll have to come back Sunday and then next week. Now, next week, let me just say this. We will not be doing devotionals Monday or Tuesday, um, taking an extended sort of Labor Day weekend break, but we'll be back here next Wednesday to pick up this issue and topic and talk about it some more. Um, But hope to see you Sunday, or at least if you're not going to be there to, to, to listen to the sermon Come back here next week, next Wednesday and following, and we'll dig some more into God's word. Hey, so glad you joined us. Um, Let me pray. Lord, we want to take every thought captive. We want to be obedient. We want to honor you in all that we do and say, the way we think about current events and all of life. Lord, give us your wisdom from your spirit. 